Hey, what's up? It's me, David, host of the First Four Years podcast. Carving out your own path as a creative professional or an entrepreneur is not just a simple to follow process. It's an unfolding journey of self-discovery, learning, and development. So think of this podcast as a journal of that process, what it's really like in the early phase of starting out and building your own path as a creative today. And if you're coming with me on that journey, let's take that next step forward. Welcome to the first four years. Hey, hey, it's me, David. Welcome to the First Four Years Podcast, Episode 1. I'm excited to be here with you. Four years ago, I graduated from college, and I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. But I did know that I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to take that typical path of go to school, get a job, retire in 60 years, I wanted to do something that was going to infuse my own personality and let me exercise my creative strengths and really just support me and the lifestyle I was after. And so starting out, that was it. That's all I knew. I had an intention for what I wanted, but it was really unclear what it actually looked like. And I know it's never been easier to make it on your own as a freelancer a creative professional, an entrepreneur, and there's so many resources out there, so many podcasts. But the problem is I find that it's really difficult to see those who are at the top of their field in creative or tech and understand how you get from where you are now to where they are at the top. So I'm making the show that I wish I had four years ago starting out, understanding what the early moves look like making it out there on your own as a creative, whether it's a business, a hobby, a side hustle. I'm going to be sharing stories and concepts that I've learned from my journey in bootstrapping a company out of college to a million dollars revenue, as well as interviewing some guests who I believe have found a way to make their mark and create their own thing in the world. This first topic, this first episode, is directly related to starting and the topic that I want to cover today is actually related to where I'm at in my life. I am four years in from launching a company, but I'm also starting something new with this podcast. And so hopefully it's this parallel of sharing what I learned over the past four years about what it's really like building a company from scratch and also what it's like a second time starting this podcast and, and launching. So so I thought, why not start with those two things? Why not start with where I started four years ago, how I launched, what some of the early failures and successes were, and also talk about where I am now in launching something new. Just like you, I'm in that early phase, but hopefully I have some wisdom as well from the previous phase that I went through to get where I am today. So let's go back to the beginning. I remember being in college, I remember being bored in class, and when I was daydreaming and not paying attention, I was daydreaming about one day starting something, starting my own brand that would grow and be seen out there in the world. I really had no idea what that meant past that. It felt like this distant thing. You know, everybody I'd heard from 
previously in my life who had owned a company or run their own show, started as a freelancer, they were all much older than me. It, it seemed like everybody had decades of experience. And so all of the people who were my role models at that time really seemed far away. It didn't seem like it was something within the realm of possibility for me to take on. But one day I happened to meet a student at my university, I went to Ohio State, who had been building apps for the iPhone app store. And keep in mind, this was probably 2009, the app store was pretty new, and he was making a few thousand dollars a month in advertising with this simple to-do list app on the app store. And it totally just hit me talking to this guy who's probably a year older than me. I was maybe 19 years old. He was 20. And I just thought to myself, you can do that. You can make an app and put it on the app store. You don't have to just go to school and get a job and then be in a career for a long time and then think about doing your own thing. And I was really kind of shocked, but I was also so curious Like, how did he have permission to do that? How did he learn to do that? Why have I never realized that I'm using this phone that has apps, but people are building them every day, and even people around me, people at my college? And so that really sparked for me this curiosity to figure out what was this other world that I I hadn't seen before. It really put me on this journey, this path that set in motion that ultimately led to me graduating and starting a company that I was able to build up from scratch and has employed me full-time since being essentially a year out of school. And I feel so lucky that I got that spark, that I met that student and was put onto this path. I know a lot of you are working hard to make it happen for yourself, and maybe you had a similar experience where you were sparked into seeing a potential reality that wasn't the same as what your mind was telling you was possible. And at that point, you start sort of feeling like this alien among your peers. You start taking these risks, you start exploring this new avenue, this new path, and you really start working outside the mainstream. I mean, I know that entrepreneurship and startups are very popular buzzwords today, but being actually in the thick of that is sort of like entering this new world you've never even, you never even knew existed. You go to pitch events, you might go to meetups, and all of a sudden there's all these buzzwords like your pitch deck and an elevator pitch and, you know, seed funding, and you're kind of just like exploring this new world and you're like an astronaut who has arrived on a new planet, but you're so excited and you just want to suck up all of the information you can because you like what you're seeing. It feels like possibility. And then you work up the courage and you finally try something on your own. You put yourself out there and you pitch a business idea. You take some action on starting a website or a blog or make some YouTube videos. And immediately you realize how much you don't know how the people who make it look easy have been doing it for a long time, and that there's a lot you just didn't expect to come up, a lot of headaches, a lot of stress. And I can tell you that part of that journey in formation 
it's so much easier when you understand realistically what's expected to come up in the early days as you're starting out. And when I graduated, I was a quote-unquote freelancer, which meant that I was basically just doing whatever I could to bring in money. I was helping out some local startups with their marketing, I was doing social media, I was doing photography, and I definitely wasn't living any type of glamorous lifestyle like I'd pictured in my head daydreaming in class about how I was just going to start a company and it was going to be so easy and then you sell your company and all of a sudden you're a millionaire. And so basically I was just living in this studio apartment. It was bare bones. My bed was on the floor. I was eating Chipotle as two meals. And I remember thinking to myself, why is this so difficult? Uh, And I took a lot of long walks to keep my sanity. I remember seeing an acquaintance of mine who had graduated and gone to med school and he was sort of just like, hey, so I've seen you walking around town a lot. What are you doing for a job? And everybody else was starting their careers. Everybody else was in a set path. And here I am trying to make something happen as a creative, but I don't even know fully what that meant. And I knew that at the time, I wanted to travel, I wanted to have new experiences, I wanted to build up my credibility as somebody who makes things happen and can start a company or launch a project. And that's it. That's all I had when I started out was the intention, the spark, seeing other people who have found that path who are my age, which was so helpful in giving me that permission. And I was just trying to make things happen. It was honestly a lot of action. But I had a goal and I had an intention, and it was just kind of fuzzy. And then one day, I came up with yet another crazy scheme of things to try. I'd probably launched three or four websites, tried to sell you know, one to four different services, some of which I would be able to sell, most of which I would not. But I came up with this crazy scheme, which was I wanted to help brands with their photography. It was right when Instagram and Pinterest were taking off, everything on the web was going visual, and I thought to myself, hey, maybe there's this opportunity with all these new networks, these companies must have a high demand for high quality visuals to stay consistent on their online presence, on their website, on their blog, on Twitter and Facebook. And so I decided this was my big kind of project that I wanted to launch I was probably six months out of school, and my pitch was I wanted to road trip around the U.S. in my car, take tons of photos, and then send them to a brand to use on their social media channels. This is something that's a bit more common today, but back in 2013, it was kind of just this crazy scheme, and I crafted this pitch. I worked with a friend. I packaged it into a deck, and somehow through a mutual connection, I was able to get some meetings with some local CEOs in Columbus, Ohio, and also out in California on the West Coast. And I thought, this is the thing. This is what's going to launch me out. I'm going to get funding. I'm going to have six months to travel. I'm going to be able to take all these photos and build up a reputation, and then I'll be able to do it again and launch with another company. And my lifestyle is going to be traveling and taking photos, 
and I was excited until I got into my pitch with the CEO of a prominent company in my area, and I remember standing there shaking. I was pitching to four different people, the marketing uh, director, the CEO, and suddenly I got that feeling again like, oh my God, you are a kid. <laughs> you are have no credibility. You have no experience. These people probably think you're crazy. But I got through the pitch. I felt okay about it. I pitched some other companies and then I eagerly awaited. And politely, I was rejected from every company I pitched. They just were not interested. And I felt that crushing feeling of what were you thinking? How did you believe this was going to work? You're unexperienced. You have no connection. And I repeated that cycle a few times. I'd, I'd pitch. I'd feel rejected. I'd lay in my bed and uh, take a long walk around the city or read or whatever. And then next week, I'd work up the courage, get a meeting set up, and I'd be rejected again. And the point I want to make or the first point about this podcast, episode one, which is Just Start, is it is never glamorous in the beginning. Like that picture you have in your head about how great it's going to be, it gets there, but in the beginning, it's bare bones, it's feeling silly, it's being rejected, and that was where I was at. I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do next, and after pitching enough business, I was just, businesses, I was just like, okay, I can't keep doing this. But that led me to realize what my problem was. My problem was I was pitching all of these companies, hoping for one of them to fund me so that I could go do this thing. I was waiting for their permission. I was waiting for their acceptance. I was waiting for their capital to make the thing that I wanted to happen, happen. And I don't blame them for rejecting me. Looking back, not only do I not blame them for rejecting me, I'm glad that I got rejected because what happened next was, and actually, you know, it sparked from a book by James Altucher called Choose Yourself, which is I decided I, I'm not going to wait around for someone else to pick me, for someone else to give me the permission to do the thing that I so badly want to do that I have passion for. I can't leave it all up to one person or two people's decision. And so point number two is when you start out, you have to pick yourself. You have to not wait for someone else's permission to start. And what happened next was instead of waiting for a company to fund this dream, I just decided to do it myself. Me and a friend got out there and said, you know what? I bet that it's not just these big companies that have a problem having photography for their business. It's all of the individuals too. It's the bloggers, it's the freelancers, it's our creative peers. And what if we provided images on a recurring basis that we take to our friends and creative peers? And that's what led us to start this company, Death of the Stock Photo, which is the company I still run today. Uh, we just did over a million dollars revenue. We have about 500,000 plus people on our email list as subscribers and 
I am so glad that I was rejected. I'm so glad I read that book, Choose Yourself, because I would not have started on my own without the yes or no from someone else had those rejections not happened. So we started putting out these emails with photos in them for our creative friends to download and use in their projects, on their website, on their blog. And it started to pick up. We were getting people reaching out to us. We were getting great feedback. And that's all it was. It was a monthly email with photos that we had taken, shipped out for our community to use how they please. And it really started to build from there. And that's that shift from, you know, one being in the non-glamorous lifestyle, grinding to make it happen, being rejected, flipping that and saying, I have to choose myself. That's how I launched out and started to gain some momentum as a creative. And the ironic thing and the thing that I'm proud of that happened was about a year into running Death of the Stock Photo with my friend Ali, we crowdfunded a road trip to five cities around the U.S. from I think it was maybe 250 to 300 people from our email list I think maybe at that time it was about 20,000 people had signed up, but they backed a road trip that was so similar to the trip that I had been pitching these companies. It was almost eerie because almost to the date a year later from being rejected, I had crowdfunded my own trip with my own audience that wouldn't go away when the trip was done. And so you don't know how things are going to work out when you start. And that is the third point of this podcast today. Point three is that you have no idea how things are going to go. All you can do is start. And when you start, things unfold for you that you couldn't even expect. You get to places that you want to go in roundabout ways. It's never just a direct A to B. But if you keep putting yourself out there, if you keep trying, if you choose yourself and not wait for someone else to pick you, you might find a path that's even more enjoyable, even more fun than the one that you pictured in your head. And so looking back, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I went through that rejection experience. And maybe you're there now. Maybe you're in the pain of this isn't working. What am I doing wrong? I feel inexperienced. Maybe you're stuck because you're waiting for someone else to pick you. Or maybe you think that it's just supposed to be more glamorous than it is now, but I just want you to know that this is a normal part of the starting process. And bringing this to where I am now, the second kind of piece of this episode is that here I am again today launching for a second time. And it's funny, it just, it almost never gets any easier. Uh, Here I am, I'm launching a new podcast. This is a new project for me. And a lot of the same scary things that come up in the beginning are the same things that I have to remind myself of. I thought in this first episode, it would be smart for me to revisit a quote with you that I think really sums up point number four in this podcast, which is, when you start, you're going to suck and that's okay. And the quote is by Ira Glass. He's the host of This American Life. It's a podcast that I really enjoy listening to, and I feel like I have good taste when it comes to podcasts. I'm a podcast fanatic. I'm always, you know, when I'm walking or going somewhere, I'm listening to a podcast, and I thought this quote was so relevant 
in me taking on this project to launch a podcast and to make another project happen for me in my creative life. And if you haven't heard this quote before, here it goes. Again, this is Ira Glass from This American Life. He says, Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone had told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is this gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have that special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you're just starting out or you're still in this phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is to do a lot of work. Oh, I just feel like that is so spot on. And part of what I'm trying to communicate to you, which is point four, which is it is so normal in the beginning for your work to not be at the taste level that you believe in. And when you hear yourself for the first time on a podcast, when you watch yourself for the first time on a video, when you look at the website that you just created because you went to programming school or you're learning on your own how to draw, how to sketch, it's just not going to be that good at the beginning. And it's something that we have to accept if we're going to build our own path, if we're going to be on this creative journey together, we have to all realize that your work will just not be great in the beginning. But if you can know that and if you can celebrate that and if you can celebrate the progress and do a volume of work, you will improve. And as you watch yourself improve, you'll find momentum. And so the start is about that first spark that lets you know something is possible. For me, that was meeting a student who was a year older than me in college who was making a few thousand dollars a month on the App Store. It just blew my mind and it opened this whole other world that I was able to explore. And once I started doing it myself, that's when I started to realize the other two points, which is, one, it's not as glamorous as it seems, and two, your work is not at the same level as your taste. You have killer taste, but your work looks nothing like what you pictured in your head. And if you can understand those points, and if you can understand that nobody else, not a business, not a cable network, not a book publisher, not your friends, not your family, they're not going to pick you to go do that work you've been dreaming about. And you have to choose for yourself to just make it happen and trust that once you start moving, you can still get to that end target you have in mind and maybe go on a path that's even better. When you start, you don't know where something's going to head. You just have to do a lot of work. You just have to make that progress. You just have to start. So I want you to ask yourself these questions as you're starting out. Have you been beating yourself up because you're seeing your work and you know it's not at your taste level? Well, that's okay. That's normal. Have you been pitching others hoping that they're going to pick you when really you need to make that choice to make it happen for yourself regardless of how others feel? Trust that on the other side of that, it might go even better than you expect, or you might reach the same outcome, but in a different way. And the beginning is never glamorous. You know, Microsoft was founded in the garage. 
Google was founded in the garage. Elon Musk would sleep at his office and code all night, probably eating ramen. So to wrap up, I always want you to have a next step at the end of these episodes. This is about making progress on your journey, where you are, on your individual path, trying to make it happen on your own as a creative today. And the next step is this. Think about these four points and highlight or look at which one is holding you back most. Are you going to quit because it's not glamorous? Well, that's to be expected. Are you waiting for somebody else to pick you and you need to choose yourself? Are you thinking that you have to go directly from A to B and that's the only way it can work out for you and that's what's been discouraging you? Or are you looking at your work and your taste level is so high that you want to quit because it's not where you are instead of just accepting that you're not going to be great when you start and progress will happen. And once you get that progress, you're going to find the momentum you need to keep going. So that's what I want you to think about today. Thanks so much for listening to episode one. I'm so excited to continue to share in this podcast as my journal about what I'm up to, dissecting what the early moves look like on how to make it as a creative or entrepreneur today. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening to the first episode. I'm so excited to launch this and get this out there. As always, reach out anytime I can help out. If you have a question, if you're stuck, send me a note, send me a tweet, an email, and I'll be back again soon with the first four years.